like making my head so dizzy and I about fell off my chair. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> What's the matter? I got a sinus headache. I heard you just all of a sudden go, whoa. <laughs> I know. I'm over here just like, yeah. And I'll, well, I can't even do that. Oh my gosh. Is it just me or are we kind of a motley crew this evening? That's fine. We yeah. show up though. We are dedicated. Oh, we are dedicated. Yeah. Yes. That's all that matters. That's but, right. <laughs> Feels like I have AIDS. <laughs> what in the world? You gave her AIDS. What? <laughs> Did Kanan give you AIDS? <laughs> you may have. Oh, okay. You may have. It wouldn't surprise me at yeah, all. With that last trip, boy, was it fun though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but a little secret rendezvous without us. <laughs> oh man. We know what you do. Hey, halfway market, Logan, Ohio. We know right where to go. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So what's up, guys? What's new with you guys? How was your trip? To- what's up? We it's, we haven't talked for a half hour or nothing. <laughs> How was your yeah. trip to um with Matt and Kelly? Awesome. That's cool. That was a lot of fun. Ate so much food. Ate a lot of food. I I wouldn't know what that's like. Yeah, what's that like? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you go? Brown County. Brown County. Yes. Brown. It's like a miniature miniature Gatlinburg. Yeah. Oh. yeah, it's real little, but it, it's really nice, but it's only like an hour and a half from here, and um, it, it looks like you're in the hills of Ohio. It's It's got all, it's all hills. It's all hills. And, yeah. Hmm. So yeah. It's, it's really pretty. It's something about Ohio, because I always thought Ohio was flat when I was a kid, but there's there's actually some decent little hills over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, if they compare to West Virginia, even Pennsylvania, Ohio is definitely different. And then you go further and then you have Indiana and you're like, whoa, what happened here? Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, man. You should go to Illinois. Illinois is horrible. Illinois is terrible. I grew up there. Oh, oh yeah. You think Indiana, Illinois is a whole different story. We went to Illinois oh. and Josh Ranky, he loved it. He's like, I just love this flatland. Like, dude, you're full of shit. <laughs> everybody's buying the closest little knoll to put their house on so that when flooding happens <laughs> yes. their house isn't gone yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous i hate it if you I have did. anywhere that's above five feet that it gets going for a hundred thousand more than what it is on the flat land. yeah the, yeah exactly you know about exactly. the about the only flat land i've ever seen in person would be Indiana is the flattest yeah. I've seen. But the stuff I've seen like Dude. in movies where you, they're like in Kansas or where I'm like, what is this yeah. mess? What is this? Yes, exactly. Dude, you gotta you gotta check out Illinois and then check out um Missouri. Some of Missouri just Missouri. Flat. Wow. Missouri. They're all in Missouri up there. Missouri. Yes, they are. <laughs> I see why too. I was in Missouri uh. for a short time I was there. <laughs> gracious what'd you guys do up there whenever you're up there i saw you guys were in a carriage for one thing and then you guys had a pool and a hot tub and yeah well we didn't a little getaway yeah just a little getaway we didn't do any swimming or the hot tub well he dipped his toes in the water but that was about it oh my yes um so (laughs) he uh he we did that then of course they got a carriage ride there and a little train ride that kind of takes you to the town. The town's just really old and like rustic looking, so that's that's really cool. Shops a lot. There's a lot of shops and, and stuff like that. There's really not a ton to do, honestly, other than just a few shops and uh, some good. There's a food. lot of shops. There's a lot of shops, but that's about it. There's good food for Canaan. For Canaan, like there's just shops. That's all there is here. <laughs> it's all shops. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, she, she likes it when I just like it. It's just shops, but That's uh, good. it is pretty. I go up there because it's just pretty, and it's it's such a change of scenery from what we're used to here in Muncie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, got got hills, and of course, all the leaves were changing now, so it's really pretty. We do have a guest tonight, but it's we got a little bit of a trick. Uh huh. Because we pre-recorded the interview with the guest. Okay. So, <laughs> we got Pete Linko. I get into some of this with Pete in the interview, but he's the, the guy that got the whole Christmas tree thing started in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh? Back last year. Yeah. He's got his toes in politics a little bit, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't think we've seen the last of Pete. No, 
No, he, he said he's running for president 2024. No, he said he couldn't comment <laughs> on it. <laughs> oh, excuse me. That usually means Man. like you have some plans for politics in the future. That's always an answer. I'm really excited to see where Pete's going to go, really, man. He he seems like a really cool dude. And, um, man, he, he seems very uh, very knowledgeable from what I've seen. Yes. And it uh, seems like he's uh, he's doing some great things and hobnobbing with some uh, some high-up people. Yes, he <laughs> is. <laughs> and then he, right. then he stooped all the way down and came on our show. Aww. Yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking. His I don't either. His career is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No. Uh, but Pete is in a little bit of a fight with PennDOT, which is the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation. Okay. They're wanting yeah. to put a toll on 79, which to me is outrageous. Why would you do that? And we even get into the interview with Pete. He talks about how much money that PennDOT has unaccounted. And I forget the exact wow. number, but it'll be... Isn't isn't that where... Remember we went to my mom and dad's house up in close to Houtsdale. It took us on a toll road. And we were like hating it because it stops you every 10 minutes. Oh, there's tolls all over Pennsylvania. It was awful. Like, what's the point? And the roads are crap up there. It's worse than ours. It, it's it's ridiculous. Their gas tax is the second highest in the nation, according to Pete. Yep. They got tolls all over the place and they're wanting to add more. And this one's going to be right close to Pittsburgh on Interstate 79, which is one of the main highways of travel right. in Pennsylvania. So we'll have Pete. Now, <clears throat> What's that, Kenny? Go ahead. 79, doesn't that run down there through your neck of the woods as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The 79 runs all the way up into Pittsburgh. Then. It runs all the way up to Erie, Pennsylvania, I think. Wow. Okay. So they're wanting to add tolls there, and Peter's on a mission to stop it. So he's he's starting to make some more waves again. Yes, for sure. What do you think his chances are of winning? That I don't know because I'll say this about the first, and I didn't know this till we talked to him. When when he was trying to get that Christmas tree saved, he yeah. actually got uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for. Like he got contacted by the mayor of Pittsburgh, his office, mm -hmm. who's a Democrat, no. and told Pete, he's like, yeah, I'm in this with you. We want to get this Christmas tree That's safe. so cool, though. Yeah. That is so cool. That, that is awesome. So, and Pete spearheaded that whole thing. So, I'd say don't don't count out Pete Linko. I mean, PennDOT's a pretty big outfit, and obviously they love to collect money, but... Yeah. If I had to bet on somebody, I think I'd bet on Pete. Well, no, that's awesome, man. I, I love it. I love it. But anyways, we might as well just go ahead and, and turn Pete Linko loose, huh? Let's go. Yeah, let's right. do it. Let's do it. So first of all, I uh, I mean, me and you known each other not really well, but we've known each other for years, right? Oh, man, absolutely. It's been decades. Yes. Of yeah. knowing each other. I remember going to church camp, and you and your brother were always a fixture there. And uh, next thing I know, I look up, and old Pete Lanko's making the headlines in Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, somebody's got to do it. Unfortunately, um, you know, some sometimes my name gets thrown out there. So, <laughs> so before we get into the reason we that I've got you on tonight, give me a little bit of backstory as to what, what got you involved in this stuff anyways. Cause most people, they see politics and they run the other way. You know, they don't want to get involved. It's, it's too messy. It's, you know, it causes, uh, causes issues with friends and family and all that. So what made you kind of run right into the fire? You know, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, two years ago, I had nothing to do with politics. I, I voted, you know, turned on the news every once in a while mm -hmm. and that was it. And I was kind of just like your average, average American. You know, it's, it doesn't, doesn't really affect me or I don't think I can do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And slowly but surely, uh, situation by situation, I learned uh, how much we need good people to stand up and to do the right thing mm -hmm. and how much that can have an impact on our culture on our society and how if we don't do it then who is you're you're absolutely right and it seems like to me 
um, at least for now, you're taking the more local approach, getting involved in the local, uh, like state and local politics. And, and I think a lot of us, myself included, we lose sight of the fact that that's what affects us the most when it really comes down to it. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone, you know, every four years, everyone gets all crazy and, you know, oh man, this guy or, or this lady or, or, you know, I want to support this person for president, whatever. And it's like, well, how about year to year, the local elections mm -hmm. that are having a greater impact on you, your family, your kids, your taxes. Mm -hmm. And people just, it is absolutely crazy. I think if you look at an, a local election, the average uh, voter turnout is somewhere in the 20 to 30 percent of registered voters. It is absolutely insane. That's pitiful. Yeah, it is. That's pitiful. And, and something, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but something I've always thought about is when I look at the difference between West Virginia and a place like New York or California, you know, in either of those two states, you've got really oppressive uh, gun registration, uh, gun laws. You've got really oppressive taxes. And mm -hmm. when I sit and think about it, I'm like, but we're under the same, the exact same federal system. We're all under mm -hmm. the same laws. But what makes the difference between West Virginia and New York is our state and local politics. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I got to tell you, I got to throw this in here. I was down in West Virginia uh, at the beginning of the year. We were at Charleston. You ever been to Charleston? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. We were at the state house, and there was a big rally going on there um, trying to get Manchin uh, to vote against, uh, I believe it was Senate Bill 1. It was the voting it was the voting uh, act bill that was coming up. And I'll tell you what, man, I had the best time <laughs> with those hillbillies down there. I'll tell you what, man, I said, I always, you know, I, you've been in Pennsylvania, you know, people are always talking smack on everybody down there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, I feel more at home here than I do in PA. And it was, it was awesome at the very end. I mean, it was, you know, God was all throughout this rally. I mean, everything, you know, faith. I love that aspect of it. But then at the end, I've never experienced this. We're standing there, beautiful day, uh, with the the glistening capital in the background. The uh, youngest, one of the youngest state reps to ever get elected there in West Virginia, came up with the guitar, and they started singing. Take me home, country roads. <laughs> and I, do. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I said, I need to move to West Virginia because this, this is almost heaven. Yes, okay? indeed. I don't know. It, yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you there, there's two songs that you can get West Virginians fired up with. One of them is the national anthem. They usually get pretty excited over that, but country roads by far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can play that yeah. one and it doesn't matter yeah, where you you're at, they're coming unglued. <laughs> yeah, you uh you play country roads and we throw a party. <laughs> Absolutely. Now is that your is that your uh state song? I it has to be. I think it, it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is the, the the state song and then of course it gets played at the WVU games and it gets played yeah. everywhere. And from what I understand, it wasn't even really written about West Virginia. It, there's, there's been a couple different stories I've heard, but from what, and I'll have to fact check myself because if I'm wrong on this, <laughs> our West Virginia, <laughs> our West Virginia crowd will light me up. But from what I understand, yeah, it wasn't even really written about us. Cause you got the, the Blue Ridge mountains. Uh, I don't even know if the Shenandoah river even hits West Virginia. That's Virginia. You know, in the Blue Ridge yeah, Mountains, okay, just okay. barely touches West Virginia. But by George, we took that song and, and ran with it. That's right. That's good, man. <laughs> That's awesome. And everybody knows to sing the part about moonshine. Oh yeah. <laughs> is, is that is that what it is? See, I don't know all the I don't know all the words. I just I just know the chorus. So yes. Well, I'll tell you I'll tell you something funny. I went and saw, uh, and you're probably familiar with them. You know the Booth Brothers. Yeah. So we, I went and saw them back, uh, it's been uh, a couple years ago, and they had just recorded like a country album where they, they took a bunch of the old country songs and they sung them, and one of them that they did was Country Roads. And uh, John, you got a dog fight going on there? <laughs> what, what the heck? <laughs> 
It sounds like you're this in This is great, man. Yeah. This is great. I didn't know if that was coming from John or if that was coming from you, Pete. I thought you might have been at the state no, house no, or no. something. That was some of the debate going on. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I tried to mute my microphone because I'm trying to get these dogs to quit thrashing around. <laughs> That's the most. That's the most West Virginia thing I've ever heard. That's right. I wasn't gonna say it. But... I'm trying to get these dogs settled down so I can talk. Oh man, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to uh, talk on this podcast, and I got two horses stomping around fighting. But I'll tell you. So we went and saw the Booth Brothers, and and they sung "Country Roads" from their new album, but they changed the lyrics when it came to "Moonshine." And so whenever, of course, the whole crowd was singing along with him, and then they pulled a gotcha on us, you know, because we sung the moonshine lyrics. And, and of course, they gave us, you know, well, shame on you guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's great. What did they change it to, Dr. Pepper? I forget what they changed it to. I, I don't remember, but, I mean, they kind of had to. You know, you're singing, you're singing in a Baptist church. you got to clean it up a little bit. <laughs> right. Some Mountain Dew, man. Yeah, yeah, some there Mountain Dew. There you go. Yeah, West Virginia gets pretty fired up about this kind of stuff. And and one thing I like, uh, you were talking about being at that rally. One thing I like about West Virginia is we we do a pretty good job of just kind of skating under the radar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot Absolutely. goes on here. Uh, not very many people want to move here, which that seems to be maybe changing a little bit depending on who you listen to. But we just kind of sure. we just kind of do our own thing and and our we're lucky enough where it's it's a rural enough state that people stay pretty level-headed and, and we wind up not having quite the issues that a lot of the more populated states have, you know, with the, uh, a lot of the taxes and gun laws and stuff like that. So we stay, we stay pretty quiet down here. Absolutely. I love, I love to see what's going on down there. And uh, I know one of the things that came up recently was the, I believe they removed sales tax from all firearms and ammunition and just stuff like that, that they're, hands-on approach hands-off approach um is just it's beautiful to see yeah especially coming from uh the state of pennsylvania uh but we'll get into that in a little bit i'm sure yes yes we will well well, i'll tell you how rural west virginia gets the one county i used to live in this was a 2009 census i do believe there were nine thousand residents in the entire county And yes. there was one stoplight in the entire county. <laughs> wow. Man. Yeah, we all get excited when Walmart comes to town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember, and you'll have to correct me, Pete, about how long ago this was. You were involved in something to do with the Christmas tree in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. So that was uh, last December. Uh, this was kind of one of my first forays into fighting up against uh, bureaucratic entities in the state of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our uh, Department of Conservation and Natural Resources, or DCNR, which runs our state parks, uh, beautiful. If you've been to Pittsburgh, it, there's a beautiful park. Right? It's called The Point. And during the summer, there's a fountain, and that whole area gets filled up with people uh, watching fireworks and mm-hmm. It's actually a very historic spot. George Washington was there. Uh, you know, it was a fort way back when. And uh, it, just beautiful spot. Well, during the winter, as they prepare for Christmas, they put up uh, what's called a tree of lights, a Christmas tree, uh, that uh, is there. And it, it, it's very iconic. It's been there for over 30 years. And last year, they decided that, well, this tree, you know, it's old. It's uh, this is historic ground, so we need to get rid of the tree, and um, yeah, they were just going to get rid of it. They said we're, we're done. It's not going to happen anymore. Now this was during this was uh, when COVID was the COVID lockdowns were going really hard. Was was did that have anything to do with it? No, it it didn't have anything to do with that. It was uh, their argument was this is historic ground. And, uh, you know, where this tree sits, uh, it, it, it tears up the ground when we got to put the, the supports in and, and just some, just some crazy excuses wow. as to why this, you know, as what I put it in our petition, it was a historic tree to begin with, you know, mm-hmm. it's older than me. Come on. 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It, you know, it's been there forever. And fun fact, uh, where the tree actually sits, I've actually looked at maps from the 1700s and that area was actually underwater. So it, it was like the shoreline. So it's like, they're saying, well, this tree is on historic ground. I'm like, it, there wasn't even ground here. It was, it was the Ohio River. And, uh, they, did, they didn't want to hear that, though. Of course so. not. So what, what did you have to go through? It, you know, give me the outcome of that. I, I remember seeing, you know, of course, I, I follow you on, on Facebook, and I remember seeing a lot of the updates and stuff on there, and uh, you were getting some attention. And So kind of lead me through that story, how that – what you had to go through and, and what the outcome of that was. Well, I'll actually tell you this. I actually was sick with the coronavirus. Uh, and I was laying in bed. I, I had it pretty good. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really do much. And I was uh, just on my phone. And I read an article from Pittsburgh Magazine saying how this is the final year for this his, you know historic tree of lights. This is it. They had the last lighting. They, they do a big deal. They, on the light up night, they light it up and a big deal they said this is the final time and uh, i said uh, you know I, i'm laying there in my you know i, I wouldn't say deathbed I, it wasn't that bad but i'm laying there <laughs> just to add to the story there no I, i'm laying there you gotta ham it up a little bit uh, yeah exactly I can, <laughs> I can see jesus as i'm laying there my last my last breath i have one more thing to do no i'm kidding no i <laughs> I'm laying there, right? I, and I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, wh- why Why is this just going away? Why is no one doing anything about it? And mm-hmm. I said, you know what? If I got to be the person to stand up and do something, then I'm going to try. Like, I at least got to try. And so I started a petition that night. And by the morning, like the next day or two, we had 2,000 signatures. Like, wow. It was, it was crazy. It just it blew up. Like I shared it with some people, some groups, then they shared it. And this was a big, like there was a ton of backlash. Uh, pretty soon, you know, we had basically all of the big media in Pittsburgh covering it and it just continued to grow. Uh, I had, uh, one of the state senators reach out to me. I, I talked with him. Um, we had a state rep that reached out to me and was like, yeah, there's no way this is going to happen. Like we're, we're with you. We want to help you fight this. And we're going to even mayor bike lane, Billy Peduto of Pittsburgh. <laughs> mayor bike lane, bike lane, Billy. I, I, bike lane, Billy even supported it. I could not believe it. I said, what is going on? He actually supported um, it. He did. Yes. I had an official correspondence with his office that they were behind saving the tree. I could not believe that. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I could not believe that. <laughs> uh, so we, we were able to, to get, get him on board. That was awesome. Um, surprising, but awesome. And it just continued to grow. And I remember a couple days in, four days in, we literally put so much pressure on the DCNR and then Duquesne Light, which sponsors the tree. Duquesne Light, actually, come to find out, wanted to keep the tree there. But the, the state park said, well, we don't want it in this spot, so we'll put another spot. Duquesne Light said, no, we want it in this iconic spot. They, couldn't, they basically reached this impasse and said it's done. But because of public pressure, we actually, within like four days, we actually brought them back to the table to say, okay, the people are demanding that this thing stay. And within a week, um, we had a reverse decision. And not only that, they said, we're, gonna, we're committed to putting it up again. And we're actually going to design a new tree with, you know, same dimensions and everything. Because one of the concerns was it wasn't, like, energy efficient. I'm like, okay. You know, but the point <laughs> is, is, like, we're just going to take this iconic thing away. Yeah. And we, be, because of public pressure, right, because people stood up we were able to literally change uh, the dynamic of what was going on there. And it was absolutely uh, breathtaking to see it happen so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's not something that people get to see very often where it's, it's people, you know, getting involved and not only getting involved, but seeing things happen because they got involved. Mm -hmm. 
You know, most people don't yeah, have absolutely. that experience. And I would say probably because most people just don't get involved, you know, but, but well, you it goes back to, to it that. Happen. Yeah. It goes back to that fundamental thing that, that I said earlier, people don't understand how much their voice matters, mm-hmm. how much of an impact one person can make. Look, I'm just one guy. I couldn't save the tree, mm-hmm. but because I took the step to say, you know what, I'm going to try and do something. And then someone else gets on board. And then we reached over 10,000 signatures that we had with like, you know, and, and more so that didn't sign, but that, that we had their support. It's that kind of momentum that, that I wanted people to see. And we were able to demonstrate that, hey, this is a tree. And some people say, well, this is silly. Yeah, sure it is. There's, other, there's definitely more pressing issues. But if people were challenged by that to say, wow, hey, I made a difference here. What else can I do to make a difference in my community? Right. Right. That's an inspiring message. It, it really is. Even, even for somebody like myself, because I'm the kind of guy that sits around and <laughs> moans and complains about a lot of things. But <laughs> so sure. it does well, we me, all do it. We yes. all do it. Yeah. But it does <laughs> me a lot of good to see that things can happen. You know, especially John doesn't. John goes out there and does it, but you, you know, <laughs> exactly <there> you. right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so that brings us around to, I saw, uh, I saw you started raising some cane there, about a a proposed toll, it, it, for seventy nine. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. So pen dot, uh, or scam dot. I like to call them. Ooh, boy, I like uh, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, you see how I get in trouble really quick. <laughs> if you ain't getting in trouble, you ain't having fun. That's that's right, John. Yes. Well, let, you, John. let me let me clarify something for people. It's listed too. So, Interstate seventy nine. I mean, that's one of the main veins of travel, not only for uh, like Pennsylvania, but West Virginia. I mean, that's how we all get to Pennsylvania. Is on Interstate yeah, seventy nine. That's what I was thinking. You know, I mean, uh, 79 runs all the way up north to Erie, PA. And then I, I believe it stops somewhere in West Virginia. But I was going to ask you guys, I feel like when you guys would come up to Pittsburgh, you're taking 79. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Pretty much 100% yeah. of the time. Yes. Wow. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, it, uh, mile marker one on 79 starts in Charleston. Charleston. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. I did not know that. And so this is, this is, the main uh, way of travel, because this goes right up through past Morgantown, anybody that's going to the university, you know, or going from the university or that general area of Morgantown, which is one of our bigger towns in West Virginia, uh, I guess you could, you know, it's a city, but it's, it barely makes the cutoff, but it, you know, yeah, that's sure. where, that's where West Virginia Mountaineers are. You know, it's a big place. It goes all the way down. You know, if I, I travel 79 pretty much every single day, for work or for whatever. And and that's the way that I would say probably 90% of West Virginians get into Pennsylvania is, is on Interstate 79. And so they're wanting to put a a toll on this, right? Yeah, so PennDOT came up with this genius idea. They said, well, you know what? We are going to put a toll on one of the busiest commuter roads in uh, the area. Uh, about 100,000 commuters go on that stretch of 79 every day. And that is insane. And they're doing that strategically. Uh, unfortunately, they're not thinking about uh, those that are affected by it. I understand the need to raise money, uh, but that location that they're specifically thinking, which is the Bridgeville exit uh, there on 79, very close to Pittsburgh. A lot of people use it just to go back and forth. Uh, you know, let alone the people in West Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, but just people locally use that road. And it, it's um, PennDOT messed up on this one big time. So have they, how long is the stretch of road that will be, you know, that will, the proposal has to be under a toll? So officially right now, it's going to be one bridge. Uh, but we have some pretty credible sources uh, that claim that this one is one of many to be put on 79, up to 10. Oh, uh, that is not official. That is not out in the press. Uh, but this one 
is going to be decisive and it will be uh, the domino effect if we allow this to, to move forward. So basically they'll see what they can get away with by proposing the first one. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Well, that, that seems to be the the way that, that, that these things go. I, and I, and I know from West Virginia, cause we have, uh, we got a turnpike down South somewhere and 64. Am I correct on that? I might be John. John knows. We'll ask John. <laughs> <laughs> John, do you do you know? I know you've ran you've ran the state a lot more than I have. It's I know it's down there somewhere, but I'm not. Yeah, it's it's down. Um, oh, down around Beckley. Okay. I can't remember the I can't remember the actual route number, but yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, if I got my facts straight here, there was like a sunset clause for this back in the day when it was proposed. But then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, through the magic of government, <laughs> it just doesn't right. sunset. It doesn't go away. <laughs> right. It's still there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, they never do. They never do. I mean, in PA, we're still paying the Johnstown flood tax, and that happened in the uh, first half of the 1900s. Holy so, cow. You know, <laughs> stuff like that happens all the time. Good Lord. You, you know, the thing is, too, in that general area, there are a decent amount of toll roads up through there. You know, around the Pittsburgh area. I remember yeah. when I was delivering, uh, and if you're running, uh, if you're not careful, like if you're running from Morgantown to Greensburg, you get hit with one. Um, there's one up there somewhere too, like uh, around Pittsburgh. When I was, I used to be a delivery driver up and, and would run in that area. I remember hitting them up there. So it's not like that place isn't already hit with tolls. That general area isn't hit with tolls anyways. No, I mean, there's so many. I mean, you have 76, which uh, cuts across uh, there, I, yeah, you know, there is that one down, uh, what you're talking about, but y- you know, what's funny is PA of all the places in the world. Actually, we have the most expensive toll road system in the world. I had no idea uh, about that. Geez. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's insane. It is literally the most expensive road to travel on the, the system is, and all of this is done to support PennDOT, to support maintaining the roads. We ha- we also in Pennsylvania have the second highest gas tax in the country, second only to California, and that's just because they raised theirs. So it is absolutely insane. Um, all of these uh, projects are funded by these taxes and tolls, and yet still, year after year, they come up short. I was listening to a PennDOT, uh, it, it, they had a meeting between some state reps and PennDOT, and this was a year or so ago. And I remember the PennDOT, I believe it was the CEO saying, hey, we need more money. And the state rep looks at, you know, this is on Zoom, and looks, looks into the camera and says, how did you not know that you're going to run out of money a week ago? Because this was like, it wasn't like, oh, we're going to run out of money next year. Mm-hmm. No, it's like literally in a couple of days, we're going to run out of money. We need more money. And this is, wow. this is something that happens time after time after time. And the problem, Phil, is this. It's not tolls. It's not the taxes. It's, it's the mismanagement of funds at PennDOT. That is the ultimate source mm-hmm. of the problem. Mm-hmm. And Bingo. these people get away with this stuff over and over and over. And I feel like people don't understand how they have the voice to stand up against this and how they have to – listen, these people are paid with our tax dollars. Mm-hmm. These projects are funded by our tax dollars. You're correct. And and, and, you know, something I want to add in here, the Turnpike Commission, which is uh, responsible for collecting tolls, which if these tolls go through, will be responsible for collecting the tolls on 79. Last year alone, they did not collect $104 million in tolls. Maybe somebody went through and they, they, they sent them a bill and nobody paid it. And a hundred and four million dollars in uncollected tolls. The problem, million. yes, the problem is not with, you know, the, these tolls, right? Well, we need to add another toll. That's not going to be the solution. The problem is 
We have people that are seemingly incapable. Phil, can I tell you what would happen to me if at my job I just lost $104 million? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Would I be getting a raise? You know, would I still have my job? Absolutely not. But yet these incompetible people at PennDOT are just a disaster, and it's a joke. And it, it is it's it shows a sad state of affairs, and I'm hoping that people will wake up to this. Yes, yes. So have they give uh, some kind of an estimate on how much they expect to collect from this new toll boost? Well, if we if we do the math right, so let's say a hundred thousand people. I don't think they've actually come out with a number. Um, it, it's it's kind of in that stage where they're still developing that. But think about a hundred thousand people a day, and you know a dollar or two toll. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know that's some that's some serious cash flow. Oh yes, right. And they'll they uh, will probably be making you know two trips through there, going to and from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I don't know yeah. how the math works. That you know, a hundred thousand commuters. I'm not sure if that you know I don't know how that breaks down. But either way. Uh, we're talking about some serious, some serious cash. So, we're talking at least hundred thousand dollars a day. They they think that that's going to fix the whole issue with not collecting tolls and all that stuff. <laughs> well, well, absolutely. And they actually, this is actually one of nine bridges across the state that they want to toll. Uh, so this isn't just like an isolated thing here. They want to do this across the state. And uh, personally, I think this is the the worst of them all. I think they're all uh, well. Anyway, I have my comments on the other ones, but but the one that I'm focused on is 79, and it's just it's just a disaster. It's a disaster waiting to happen. The other problem is is with with tolls come toll dodgers, right? People mm-hmm. that don't want to pay the tolls. So guess what? I'm taking the back roads. The problem with that is uh, there's two roads that go underneath 79 there that people use as a alternative. Uh, it's Route 50 and Washington Pike. The problem with that is those two roads are already gridlocked at rush hour. And the argument there is what's going to happen when we have people that don't want to pay the toll? They're going to be on these side streets uh, with an already gridlocked system. Yep. I mean, it, it is literally a disaster waiting to happen. And and PennDOT, I, I, I don't know, these... I don't know what these bureaucrats do, but they I think they just close their eyes, look at a map and point to it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's it, it makes zero sense. It really does. Well, and then w- what kind of, you know, traffic issues is that going to cause on 79 itself? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's you yeah, know, that's you a got, that's a big thing too. Yeah, people have to slow down. The, you know, like the the, toll. the 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 turnpike that we have down south uh, there's really not a lot of people on that one, um, you know, probably because they try to stay off it. I know I do, um, right? But <laughs> uh, there's not hardly any traffic on there, so you know you can just pull right up, pay your toll, and go on. But um, you know, having that many, you know, hundred thousand commuters per day, you know, what kind of traffic issues is that going to cause on the interstate itself? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, there's just a lot that that needs to be rethought out. And, um, it is, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess, but you know, what else is new? What else is new in the, in yeah. the, well, anyway, I won't make any more <laughs> you know, comments on that. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've worked, you know, EMS and, um, as a firefighter, uh, this month actually made 10 years. Wow. And so I've done a lot of, you know, non-emergency transports, taking people, like to there's a um uh, a, a psychiatric hospital down in bluefield uh that's right on the west virginia virginia border i mean half the town's in west virginia and half of it's in virginia mm-hmm. um and so we have to hit the toll road you know going down through there it's just quick and easy and in the ambulance taking a uh, having a patient in the ambulance we have to stop and pay a toll that is crazy. <laughs> they that they is don't give insane. you a pass for nothing. That's crazy. That's that's flat out insanity. You know, uh, Peach talking about the the mismanagement by government, and I think this is what really makes me a fairly small government guy. And I'm not anti-government. 
You know, I understand sure. there are, it's got its place and we need it. But when it sure. comes to these small things, I think you, you said $104 million that just they didn't collect. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, I mean, that, that, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. And, and it seems like most things that government gets their fingers into, they're just incompetent to do it because really, I mean, they, they'll say there's oversight committees and all this, that, and the other, but who's really watching? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, that's like um, where we used to live at up around um, Fort Ashby. And uh, there was New Creek Fire Department. Um, how big Phil, do you think the community was? Uh, it wasn't even as big as like Clinton there in Pennsylvania was around oh, the church no. camp. No, it wasn't as big as Clinton. It was, yeah. uh, I mean, it, it wasn't even really a town. It was just a community. Yeah. So the fire department for New Creek, they go out and they purchase a million dollar brand new hundred foot ladder truck. <laughs> and the tallest building that they had in their first new area was Walmart. Mm -hmm. And we care. We carry normal extension ladders that'll reach the roof of Walmart. <laughs> uh, but but they tried to justify that. And so there's Kaiser Fire Department. They have some three and four story buildings. It's an older town. They got big brick buildings. Well, they have a ladder truck to cover their area. Well, between Kaiser and New Creek, there's basically no split. It's like New Creek is kind of like the um oh like like the suburbs of kaiser kind of thing mm -hmm. so they've got a ladder truck less than five minutes away yeah you know but it's just they had money and you know they the, this is why i'm against fire fees um you know even being a fireman i'm against fire fees because they mm -hmm. get mismanaged like that mm -hmm. you know like um Fire levies, the way I feel about that is they're going to take my tax money anyhow. So the fire departments should get a piece of that money, um, you know, just because it's hard to get money any other way. But like fire fees, I don't know how many times I've seen it, you know, over the 10 years I've been involved in it, how many times it's gotten mismanaged and they just buy ridiculous stuff and they don't use it, uh, you know, for stuff that they actually need. Mm-hmm. And so, and so to your point, John, then you take that and that's just a small little thing that, that you've seen. I mean, I saw it for just a few years while I was in and you've seen it for many more years than I have. That's just one small area of local government mm -hmm. that the money gets mismanaged in. So you take that and you blow it up to a state the size of Pennsylvania. I mean, Lord knows how much? And we just know about that hundred four million dollars, Pete. Who knows about what, yeah, what else, else? We don't. Yeah, know. what else is underneath? Yeah, exactly yeah, right. Absolutely. Yep. And so their solution is, instead of let's let's sure up the cracks here, let's figure out where we're leaking from and fix what we can. Their solution is, let's yank some more money out of these people's pockets. <laughs> no, that's exactly it, man. It, it's <laughs> it is it is asinine to think that, hey, we have a problem. You know what's going to solve it? Just taxing people more. And that's the way government works, mm -hmm. unfortunately, oh, in, yeah. in, a lot of, in a lot of cases. Yep. Not always, but a lot of cases we see that. Well, you know, and they're not going to, you know, they're not going to step up and say, hey, we messed up. You know, they're not going to, you know, go out of their way to fix something. They're just going to propose something new, right. you know, that's not going to take any effort on their part. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the one of the hardest things for me to see is, is especially when it comes to this toll. I mean, you guys are talking about, uh, you know, with locally there with the fire departments there. And I totally get that. It, it is absolutely uh, it's crazy with some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But with the tolls here, it's like PennDOT came out with this plan, you know, maybe got a couple hits on the media. And that's about it. They did a public meeting when and nobody knew about it. So, like, you know, I don't know how many people showed up, but it was very few. And since I've started this petition, so many people have come up to me and said, you know, Pete, thanks for bringing this to our attention. We had no idea. And to me, that is sad because it's like 
this is a huge deal. This is going to impact a lot of people. Yes. And I get it. It does. It's not smart for PennDOT to come out and say, hey, we're going to put a toll road here. Like, I get that. But you have to at least present this in a way to the general public and and take their feedback. Because again, again, I'm going to rehash this. It's our tax dollars. Yes. Mm-hmm. This isn't your business. You are you are my employee. I pay you. Mm-hmm. The people of Pennsylvania pay you to do a good job. And right now, we're not seeing that. And unfortunately, now, you know, we have to fight to have accountability in this aspect. Uh, that that's crazy. That's crazy, Pete. And you said about their gas tax. Okay, so that's mind-boggling to me to think that that you all have to have that high of a gas tax to be higher than I'm guessing. If so, if you're second in the nation, that's higher than even New York. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, so why why all this need for money? You know, when we mm-hmm. all know that New York outranks you in population, you know, and 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 the need for infrastructure up there. Right. It just you get this feeling after a while. It's like okay, when when is it enough? When is enough enough where you got to stop taking money out of my pocket? Well, it'll never be. And and the road that we're headed on in America today, and this is kind of getting off of the local issue, but to get kind of a national overview too, and even in states, uh, we see this push for bigger government, mm-hmm. more control, uh, more. Uh, dominance over how you live your life or how you don't live your life because we're going to tell you you can't do that. And like you said, I mean, where does it stop? It, it doesn't with with how some of these people view government. It really goes back to the basic fundamentals of how do we look at our country? How is it go- – what is the role of government? Why do we have government? Now, like, I agree with you, right? We have to have government. There mm-hmm. is a role for it. But when is enough enough? When is enough enough? Right. And all we're seeing now is this push for bigger government. What can the government do for me? Uh, how can I benefit from them? Uh, and it goes against the fundamental American values of what can I do for my family? Mm-hmm. Right? It goes against the that that basic. That was what built this country. Yes. The 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 faith in God and the the work ethic that came from that because we work with all our might to the glory of God and to build our community Mm -hmm. and our family. And when we start stepping away from that and we start saying, well, I'm going to depend on the government to solve my problems, to solve the problems uh, that are around me when it really, we need as individuals to stand up in our communities and say, you know what? I don't need the government to help me. We're able to stand together. Let's start solving some of these problems yes. as a community. Yeah. That's one of the things that has really bothered me, especially over the past uh, year and a half, two years, is to see this uh, this lack of personal responsibility. You know what I mean? This This whole thing of, okay, I am the one that's responsible for my safety, for my family's safety, for my well-being, you know, and, and I think that's maybe, and I don't know exactly where I fall on the political spectrum because it, it, the more I think about it, the more I find areas that I'm more centrist than I used to think that I was and all that. But but I think that's where a lot of people that tend to lean right, we just realize it's up to me. You know, I can call, if something's going down at my house, I can call 911, but it's going to take a little while. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When it comes down mm-hmm. to that very basic act of protecting my family and myself, that is, at the end of the day, that falls at my feet. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it, it just, it disturbs me to see then in more overarching issues where it seems the trend is, I'm going to let the government do more of this. I want them to take mm-hmm. care of this part of, you know, and, and, them to provide for me and, and keep me safe. And it's like, listen, man, like you said, Pete, what, what made this country great was, Hey, we're, we're going to do it. We can do it. We mm-hmm. can handle this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and just to kind of add on to that, uh, when, when we think about taxes, right. And we think about, uh, one, one of the problems is when we're, when we see government work, 
We see them from a distance, especially when it comes to the federal government. We see that as a distance. When it comes to the state, you know, we have you guys, Charleston, for us, it's Harrisburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're disconnected from that. We don't really see. Uh, but when it comes to local, guess what? I remember the community we, we moved from. I knew where the mayor lived. Mm-hmm. If I had a problem, you know, it, it, I could, hey, hey, what's going on with this? Could, could we see a resolution with this? And, and let me tell you something, I, and I think that's where we need to get back to, where I would love to see the majority of my taxes. And obviously, I know that there's, there's need for taxes for uh, national defense and for our state, but I would love to see my taxes being used in my community. Yes. And being used in communities to where I can hold them accountable. Listen, I have a pretty hard time keeping people accountable in Harrisburg. Let's look at what's going on right now with 79. And let alone the federal government with some of these, uh, you know, agencies and things like that, you know, I'm oh, not, yeah. I can't see where my money's going. Yep. And so I, I don't have a problem with, uh, you know, taxes that are going for uh, necessity, but I want to make sure that my money, that my tax dollars are being used efficiently and that they're being a good steward of uh, the money that, 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 uh, that we have in this, this country and, and our state and local community. And uh, it's it's just a mess. I'll tell you what. I, I'll stop there. But it is a mess, and we need to get back to the basics on uh, what is government. What does that mean, and how right. do we hold those in office accountable? Right. You know, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely in, in agreement with you there. I'm not one of these taxationist theft guys. <laughs> I have I have a couple sure, of those friends. Sure. <laughs> and sure. I'm like no, I, I don't I don't believe that, but. Well, sometimes it is, but no, <laughs> no, no. And it depends on when you ask me. <laughs> if it's after I just see that bonus check, exactly like, oh, right. My goodness, exactly right. So, uh, yeah. No, I get you. I get you. And you think, but as a, as a working man, I know how hard it is to make that money. So if you're mm-hmm. going to force me to pay that money, I mean, and you look at at West. I've talked about this different times. You look at. Uh, like the way that property taxes are in West Virginia. If you don't pay that property tax, the sheriff will show up and he'll throw you out in the street. You know, Hmm. so these are very strictly enforced taxes out of Mm -hmm. hard earned money that I make. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that they're being used correctly. You know, and and I think that just, that kind of sums up my feeling on taxes, not anti-tax. I'm not, you know, oh, but sure, I just sure. want to make sure, don't be over there. Don't be screwing it up. You know, don't be using on frivolous stuff and, you know, let's make sure this thing's run right. And that you're not missing $104 million. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, you know, can, when can we start running it like a business? Yes. And I know it's different, but like, let's have that same mentality, right? How do, how do we have that mentality? How do we, how do we have that uh, paradigm shift in how we view uh, this this money because it's the government acts like it is just this mass amount that is just never going to end. It's like, well, right. you can tax your people out of existence. Yes, you can. Yes, and you can. I'm not I'm not going to be an extremist and say that's happening, but I think we're on a path that could lead to that. Sure, sure it could with with unchecked unchecked mm-hmm. government, you could very quickly get there. In closing here, Pete. Um, You've obviously taken a, a an active role in your local politics. What would, if somebody's listening to this now and they like what they're hearing, they're like that they can hear, you know, that somebody, just a normal guy has stepped up and said, I'm going to be a part of, what advice could you give them on how to get involved in these kind of issues or whatever issue that they see that needs addressed in their local area? What What could you tell them as far as that first step on how to get involved in things like this? Well, Again, I would just reassure them that I I was just like them. I was sitting there. I voted. You know, I, I did my civic duty, and I, I, I stepped up and did that. But what, there was a desire in my heart to do more. And I know that there are people out there that they want to do it. They don't know how to. And one of the biggest things that I would say is um, understand what's going on in your issue. Some people, some people are uh, concerned about what's going on in their school district. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people are concerned about what's going on on their community council or their county council. 
if there's an issue like that that's bothering you that you want to see change, reach out to those people. Uh, maybe there's a county council person that you could talk to or a neighborhood, uh, you know, someone that's on your local school board, something like that. And find other people that you're around that are passionate about those issues. Go to them. Hey, let's let's start to organize a little bit. I think that's the biggest thing is finding a network of people that agree with you because there's a lot. There's a lot of people you'd be surprised that agree yes. with you on even some of these local issues. Yep. Uh, I mean, look at look at our petition. You know, we're looking at 2,000 people in a very short amount of time that have come together on this one issue. You may disagree on other things, and that's okay. But find common ground on the issues and work together mm-hmm. uh, on finding a solution. And that's going to look different in every scenario. But if it's a school board, um, maybe you need to run for school board. Maybe there's something you need to step up, not just be involved, but maybe you need to take an active role in running for something. Yes, That's not for everybody, but at least you could get involved in and maybe supporting a candidate. Uh, Find your local um, political affiliation, uh, reach out to them and say, I want to help. I want to work with you. Uh, And people don't understand this, but there really are the, they're, whatever their affiliation is, they're, they're there locally, wherever they are, and they need help. And, uh, and you could just be a help. I know one time we went in and just made signs for candidates mm-hmm. and things like that. And, and so there, there's always a role for people. Uh, they just have to be active in finding out uh, the solution to the problem that they're facing. That's very good. That's very good advice. And, and you talked about people there's a lot of people that agree with you like the whole christmas tree thing from what i understand that was pretty much a bipartisan effort right because uh what'd you call him bike lane billy <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely i mean he's a democrat like, right yeah absolutely and yeah. so definitely working across the aisle and it, this is crazy too phil um when we're looking at 79 i had a friend of mine who is a socialist Okay, he's the opposite end of the spectrum for me. Mm-hmm. And we, at first, I told him about it, and he said, "Well, you know, I, I don't know if I can sign it. I, I almost did, but I, 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 there were some issues that that we talked through, and I, I explained my position. He explained my his position, and we left the conversation really understanding where each other's mindset was. And a couple minutes later, he came up to me and he said, "You know, Pete." He said, I agree with you, and I signed your petition. And so let me tell you something. If a socialist and a small government conservative can come together and agree on something, <laughs> yep. you know PennDOT done messed up, man. <laughs> it, you know it's bad. You know it's bad. That is and that's exactly, exactly right. what's happening. <laughs> that is exactly right. Pete, before we go, uh, I, I want to ask you, can you either confirm or deny that you'll be running for president in 24? 24 i can't comment on that at this time uh, but but listen this isn't uh this isn't the last you've heard of uh of of activists standing up for what they believe in and i would encourage your listeners uh if there's if they travel 79 or even if they just care about sticking up for something good i'd ask them uh to consider signing our petition i don't know if we could even get maybe a link or something absolutely and, uh, out to them and um, hey, let's let's do this. Let's stand up. And my encouragement to all of you is, uh, you can literally make the difference. And it just takes you to do one thing: to stand up and uh, take a stand for your principles. And you can change just about anything. Well said. Very well said. Do you have a uh, a website or something that people can go to, or do you want to just send me a link and I'll I'll post it in our show notes? Or how do you want to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have, uh, it's, we're on change.org and the petition is uh, stop the I-79 tolls. And I can also send you the link uh, for everybody to check out. Absolutely. We'll push it. I, I like it. Awesome, man. man. Sounds hey, great to me. Right, yeah. Like I said, those people down in West Virginia, man, I don't want them, you know, a yeah. lot. There's a lot of commuters. We don't realize it. Man, I, I travel. I actually live uh, out the other end and a lot of people travel up, up on the I should say the western side of the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people 
uh, come out from West Virginia and up 79 and all around that to, to work in Pittsburgh in the oh, area. Yeah. So we want to make sure that uh, they know what's going on and uh, that we, we get their support. So appreciate uh, that. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you this too. Uh, one of our biggest groups of listeners, according to the analytics that I see, we tie uh, Pennsylvania and West Virginia go back and forth as far as our biggest state. So <laughs> we should have some people, okay, good. people that well, are hey, listening that will, that will be interested in what you're talking about here. Well, that's awesome, man. And I appreciate you guys. I love, I love, uh, what you guys, thanks for having me on. And, uh, it's, it was great, uh, great talking with you guys today. Absolutely, man. Keep us updated and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll definitely be watching this issue close and, and once you win it man we, we want to have you back on so you can you can gloat a little bit <laughs> we'll do a little victory lap <laughs> yeah, man. man yeah absolutely <laughs> all right well i appreciate that thank you pete i appreciate it buddy all right god bless you guys and take care yep you too